This is the Katie's Take Podcast, Episode 6, recorded June 5th, 2014. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is the show where I go over the news stories of the day that happen to catch my eye. Not necessarily the top stories, just the ones that I happen to find most interesting. Not a lot of news stories out there today that I had time to really research or see if there was anything really interesting. But there was one invitation that I've, that's been sent out, and that's from Amazon. So Amazon is invited, sent out an invitation for an event they're going to have. I believe the date is June 18th. And the rumor, or at least the guess from the invitation video, is that this will be for their phone. An actual Amazon-produced, or at least probably manufactured similar to their Kindle Fire line of products running they they run Android but it's a stripped version of Android that's very limited and locked into the uh, Amazon ecosystem for movies and music and everything so no no word so far on how the carrier might be arranged whether it'll be an unlocked phone or if you'll have to actually subsidize it through carriers if it'll be available in stores or just directly from Amazon not a whole lot of news at all other than the fact that they are having an event or some form of announcement on the 18th. The one rumor that's kind of being guessed at is that it will feature some form of 3D technology. Personally, I think that sounds a little bit like a gimmick. I'm not quite sure how a 3D phone would be useful. Apple introduced the background shifting, I forget what they actually called the technology, in the uh, iOS 7 when it was announced, but, and it actually only worked on a couple of the, I think the iPhone 5S, I'm not sure if it worked on the 5, but I don't know that anybody actually uses it, you don't even really think about it, actually there was a lot of motion sickness reported originally, and people actually had to, to disable it or turn it down to the point where the phone no longer made them sick, so... Anyway, that's the rumor for the Android announcement. Like I said, not a lot of news, just an invitation, and really not even a lot of speculation at this point. So we'll see what they come out with on the 18th. For the rest of the show, I just wanted to kind of go over some options, since there wasn't a whole lot of news, for cord cutting. For anybody who's not familiar with the, tech, the term cord cutting, cord cutting refers to actually cutting the cord from the cable company or satellite, if you're a satellite customer for television and the thought is that you can eliminate the large cable or satellite bills that we've kind of gotten used to as part of our culture and our our technology television needs and allow the technology of the internet over the air possibly I'll I'll kind of walk through those options but the fact that you may, may just not need to pay a monthly service to a provider such as a satellite or a cable company. So the first option, and it's the cheapest and freest option, is over-the-air TV. A few years back, the television companies, the, it was more of an effort to, to reclaim spectrum for wireless technologies, for Wi-Fi and, and cellular use, but the TV companies, the broadcast companies, your, your CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, your traditional broadcast companies, switched from doing an analog over-the-air signal to a digital spectrum. And the benefit of that is that 
they now could do high-definition video. The downside was anybody with an old analog tuner television had to either use a converter box or buy a new CD. But mo today, most, uh, most people are running, anybody who's running up the new LCD or plasma flat screens generally have a digital tuner built in and are running with HD capacity. So The trick to this is just having a good signal in your area. If you live fairly far out like we do, you may have to put it high up, use a booster, but even as remote as I am, we actually pick up quite a few high definition over the air TV channels. And the antennas you need for that range anywhere from 20 bucks for the cheapest non-amplified version up to $100 for a good amplified antenna. And they make different styles. You can get ones that get that mount above your TV, that kind of are decorative and blend in, to ones that mount on windows, to ones that mount in your attic, to the traditional old you know, spiky ones that you used to see mounted on the, the metal antennas on the side of the house. So there are several options depending on your price range and your distance and how many channels you want to try to pull in. The benefit, one of the benefits of over the air that's the result of the digital changeover is that each channel now has sub-channels. So while before you may have only had, I'm going to use an example of channel 6 as your feed for your main broadcast company channel, there's now a 6.1, 6.2, 6.3, multiple point channels that each can have a little different feed. Totally different shows, some of them may just show weather, some of them show music, but it, it kind of expanded on the programming that's available. So instead of just having three channels, now you've actually got nine or ten. So that's broadcast television. Free, um, only the cost of getting the equipment, and you're set and ready to go. The downside to that is you're lose for anybody who's used a DVR to, to watch shows, record shows and watch shows later, you really lose that functionality. You're at the mercy of the clock, and when a show is on, you watch it, and when a show's not on, well, there's, you don't watch it. So you can either buy a custom DVR, usually pays, costs a service that you have to pay, build your own, but those are still kind of in the, the technical stages, not a lot of, you know, everyday user building a DVR for over the air. So, that's, that's one downside to keep in mind. Which kind of points to the second option that's out there, and that's subscription services such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, Hulu. Hulu is more of a traditional television show provider. They made deals with the cable and broadcast companies to be an online distribution point for their TV shows. And it's kind of funny because Hulu has a paid version and a free version. The free version doesn't work on any mobile devices, phones, iPads, anything like that. But you can, from your computer browser, watch shows. And it's really odd that some shows are actually available in the free method that aren't even available in the paid method. So it's not a universal situation. You just kind of have to check and see if the show you're interested in is there. But, again, most of the time if you pay for the service, the shows become available the next day versus having to wait up to a week or more 
to watch the show on the free version. And the paid version works on phones, uh, Apple TV, Roku, a lot of TVs have it built in, a lot of Blu-ray players have it built in. So it's becoming a very ubiquitous service where there's an option everywhere to be able to get a hold of it if you pay their fee. And that way it's similar to Netflix and Amazon Prime. Netflix is started out with a DVD in the mail and introduced Blu-ray in the mail later option, but these days their main service is their online streaming with the DVD in the mail kind of being a secondary add-on service. The problem with Netflix is that there's not a ton of Netflix instant streaming is there's not a lot of online content that's new. You're usually looking at older content, last year's TV episodes, older movies, your, your big hits, and your current run television shows are just not there. So keep that in mind. You're usually, if you're willing to wait, and there's a lot of stuff out there. And if you like going back and watching older TV shows, Netflix is the best for that. You can, you can go back and watch television series from start to finish and not have to wait for them to circle back around on the TV timetable. Amazon Prime is a very similar service in that you pay the fee, which is the benefit to Amazon Prime is it's built into your Amazon Prime account, which also includes free two-day shipping. So if you're a major purchaser from Amazon and physical goods and take advantage of the two-day shipping, then Prime is almost just a nice benefit, a nice side benefit. But they are building up the number of items that are available on Amazon Prime to watch. So it's slowly becoming a Netflix competitor. Some shows, I'll use uh, Justified as an example, is only available on Amazon and not available on Netflix. So you kind of almost have to pick this service that meets your needs, has the shows you want, or just you know, $10 a month subscribe to both. You're still cheaper than your cable bill. Another option is, and it's not really a cord cutter option, but I do want to mention kind of related to those other services, is apps like HBO to go or the History Channel. I think A&E has one. A lot of your cable channel providers have that. But the problem is you usually have to prove that you have a subscription to cable for them to unlock the shows. So it's really more of an add-on for somebody who is still sticking with their cable or satellite subscription and not a true cord cutter option. Uh, HBO is the same way. HBO to go, you have to prove that you have an HBO subscription to watch HBO to go. So, like I said, it's a way to get your shows when you're not at home, but not a cord cutter option. The last option that I wanted to mention is actually purchasing TV shows through iTunes. Apple has worked a deal with a lot of the providers to be able to sell single episodes or season pass, as they call it, where you pay for the entire season up front and get them as they become available. Um, and that gives you access to watch online or download to any of your Apple devices the episodes of these TV shows, usually right within a day of them coming out on television. So for anybody who wants to maybe go with Netflix or Amazon as their 
main option, but there's one TV show or a couple TV shows that you just really want to watch right away, you can pay individually or for the season and watch that show relatively quickly versus having to wait until the next summer when it comes out on disc or on Amazon or Netflix. So there's just a couple options I wanted to walk through for anybody who's interested in cutting the cord, getting away from the daily cable and satellite bill, and has the ability to either go over the air or online. Now, the last thing I want to mention is to keep in mind that with the online streaming services, you are going to be consuming a lot of bandwidth. So you're going to need to A, have a fast enough connection, and B, have an unlimited connection. This is not something you're going to be able to do on your standard cell phone data plan or a MiFi cellular type device where you have a certain number of gigabytes per month. So there is that. You want to keep that in mind that make sure you have the bandwidth and the amount of data on your plan for those of you who may be on a metered plan to be able to watch online content. That wraps up this episode. Hopefully I'll have some time to check out some news articles and research and actually come up with something relevant in the news to talk about on the next episode. Until then, this has been the Katie's Tech Podcast. Thanks for listening.